With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Hope you're feeling good. It I'm is living Sims. good. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I'm living good. Great to be here on my day off, my week off. Awesome. So happy to be here. And you're going to be here in that kind yourself. of excitement for the All next you. four podcasts. Listening. He needs, to, he needs to do that on every podcast. Holy shit. The yeah. fucking podcast. We can't take a day off for the week off for the podcast. You sound almost as, as upset at me as Emmett Smith did. And I don't know if I'm going to let that interview see the light of day. That's I'm like sure. episode two level anger yes. about yes. the podcast. Yes. I mean, I woke up today literally saying, fuck the podcast. I mean, that's what I woke you know, up you saying. You make him come in for one day of work to get rid of four days of work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, too a, much. it's a transactional thing. I know. You know because I, did, I didn't work that hard, you know, February through fucking What the fuck August have you been doing the last week? This is Living a what? No, Tuesday I worked, Wednesday I did NBC and then had to write an article. Never heard of it. Okay, so screw yourself. Were you at the Eagles parade? <laughs> I was not. It was unreal. It looked unreal. What did, what did it look like from 30,000 feet where you guys were? <laughs> you were just a disaster on this podcast. What, were, what, was, the, what was the parade like from afar? Uh, it, I mean, it was awesome, I thought. I thought it had a great look to it, real yes. sunny day. I thought, people aren't realizing this, ending it at the art museum was such a good touch. What? Because usually it ends in a stadium, because you can put a lot of people there and sell a lot of tickets. Right. No, I loved ending at the art museum. Agreed. I, I think it that's was the way so it should cool. be. That's like how they do it in New York when they go through the canyon. Or- yeah, where do they go? in New York. They go to the... It's in the financial district. Exactly, the right. The, yeah, Canada Heroes. But what's the place they end up at? It's like one of the... Don't they do it at town a... Town hall spot, city, whatever. City, city hall, hall. Isn't it? Yeah. Same, similar to... It, who would have the biggest... Like, would the Knicks have a huge parade? It would be the longest congregation of Timberlands I've ever seen. <laughs> the, the Knicks, Knicks wouldn't. Would, I don't know. I think the Yankees are the Yankees still... The Yankees and the, the Giants draw. are yeah, still... The Yankees are... You know, they're used they're to used it. They're used to it, certainly. It looked like nobody went to work in Philadelphia and the surrounding. I just heard a story that somebody broke their fingers on purpose to get off of work to go to the parade. Why don't you just my, take a day off? Why don't they? Because just... my brother is uh, his girlfriend is a nurse, right? And anyone that took a day off, it was punishable by whatever uh, because they know what you're doing. Right. You All I know is it was it was madness. We were just we had a huge group in downtown Philadelphia, and we're watching all of the video to see when do we have to leave. Right. Like, how long can we stay? People were camped out from one in the morning. Oh, so tell I me, was going to be one of those people. Craziest shit you saw. I mean, what was like, I mean, it looked like everybody acted pretty good. It was really good. I mean, anytime that someone got loud, I was the kind of person that was like, bro, we just won the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, good. Right. I mean, the Jason Kelsey crowd surfing was great. I went to an area where everybody was urinating and it was like 70 people into a river. And I was like, that is a river fueled with the urine of just Super Bowl champions. Oh, gosh. And that's the problem, with our, fr- that's the problem with our drinking water right now. Probably I mean, we're having issues in our country with drinking water. So Lefko was putting out Instagram stories the whole day. Day, which I know you were probably watching, but just in case I saw, you weren't. I saw some. And did right. you see did you see him holding the trophy at the bar? I know, but that wasn't a real trophy. So my friends are a little pissed at me. Right. 
So I came into work on Monday morning, yeah. and I will not, or whatever day the parade was, the day after the parade, so Thursday morning, yeah. I will not name who the person it was. was Kat. But someone at this office came up to me and said, how did Lefko get his hands on the Lombardi trophy? So, uh, what and I was like, are you serious? So what I've learned, so here's what happened. I go and I parade all morning and all day and I'm having a great time. Right. I go back to my friend Neil's apartment complex and I fall asleep in his lobby Neil's on a chair. The same Neil. Neil, okay, Same gotcha. Neil, the right. one that you say, fuck you, Hey, Neil. fuck you, Neil. And I fell asleep in the yeah. lobby. His dad took a video of me passed out in the lobby. <laughs> I love okay. it. I love it. I wake up to a phone call from Jake. Right. You've met Jake. Yeah. He was here when Carson Wentz tore his ACL and he goes, I have a table, come now. What up, Jake? I wake up in a, in a whatever. I don't go upstairs and get 20 people. Right. Because I was still like, oh, okay, I'm going to get into a cab. Halfway through the cab, I was like, oh, shit. All my friends are still back there. I get in the club. What a selfish I didn't mean, fucking asshole you You've are. never woken up like that? I just know. I always think about the people Where my that boys I'm there. At? Where are my boys? Where's my friends? How? Who? Let me make sure I don't do everybody wrong as I walk out the door to fulfill my life night dream here. I mean, what a dickhead. All I knew was that it was a, bo- a table with a bottle. Right. So all I knew was alcohol. Man, there you when go, I guys. Get, yeah. Lefko, table and bottle. He over, didn't know Lombardi Trophy was there. I didn't know. And then, so my friend Jake, who's just the master marketer manipulator, just goes up and goes, we got the main guy of Bleacher Report right here. He's like started the whole company. Like he's the CEO of Bleacher Report. And the guy's like, Bleacher Report in the house. And he like brings the trophy over. Wait, and but I that wasn't it, the real trophy? That so, wasn't the real trophy. So apparently, as soon as the, the ceremony's done, was a they replica. box the, the trophy up. Yeah. But the city gets like seven replicas, replicas right. that certain players get. Apparently Fletcher Cox was the, at this bar when I was there. With right. his replica. My With father. As a replica, yeah, that decoded. I mean, d- decayed, decoded, decayed. It is, decayed. It decayed. It's ruined. It, like decayed. Like there was a disease oh, like in it, the yeah. actual metal. Or it something. says it was made by Tiffany. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, as so well. I, I had a few a friends one. reach out and be like, "So, how did you end up there?" And I'm like, "Motherfucker, I'm sorry. I didn't think. I just went. I didn't know it was gonna be there. I was gonna get drunk. Everybody was falling asleep. That's cool. They got a replica. Though. That's like it is cool. It's because one of it's the a few. real replica. Yeah. I just I was like I was like whatever because I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. And then I found out later that I should have taken it seriously. Yeah. I mean, along with taking friendship seriously. I mean, and not passing no, out in an apartment jerk. complex. Oh. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, he's he's really sorry. On to the interviews. The well, the best. I think the best part about the Philly parade. It's something we'll be talking about for a long time is Jason Kelsey's speech. Mm -hmm. We're going to break that down in a second, but first, let us hear from Jason Kelsey's brother, Travis Kelsey, and we talk about why is Travis seemingly so cool and Jason is kind of just rough around the edges. Here's Travis. Okay, so there are there are football players that want to be cool. There are football players that I think are cool, and I, I think you're uh, the latter. I think you're a cool motherfucker. Oh my god! I do too. Yes. I appreciate it. Folks. I think you have. Yeah. What up? You what up? What up? I, I think what you have is a beautiful combination of beautiful. you're a good, talented player. Thank you. And you're funny. And like I'm looking in your eyes, you can think on your feet. Like sometimes I look at football players, I'm like, this motherfucker has no idea. Yeah, yeah. No but also you can dance. Oh man! And yeah. I'm really proud of you for being a white boy supreme <laughs> and representing us on that stage. Represent. We need it. Uh. Yeah, you got rhythm, man. Uh, this right, is what first we question you. says. I, this is what I love this show already, by the way. How are you feeling? Because you got knocked the fuck out. Okay, got, you got knocked I the took fuck Mike out. Tyson's right hook to the right? fucking jaw. Right. I mean, that was a temple shot, or it was jaw. Oh, it was temple that went through the jaw into the neck. Left arm numb. 
left leg numb. Okay, and then now I, I'm not and, trying. And to be, then I, I try and get up. I know I, it's serious. I'm not, but I know I can joke I, with you because you're I cool. I watched it and laughed. Yes, that's what I mean. So when you're getting up at the time, are you like I'm okay, or did you go I'm fucked up, but I'm gonna try to act okay? Yeah, no, I, would <laughs> say, I remember everything, so I don't necessarily know how much of a concussion it was. I think I just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> So I, I, I remember I remember getting hit, the fumble, me trying to grab the fumble, yeah, my arms did. aren't moving. Right. And then like I'm like, oh God, I gotta get up. I can't lay here because once I lay here, now the trainers come out. Right. My mom up in the stands like, what's wrong with oh, my baby? Right, right. You know what I mean? All that shit's going on. So I'm like, oh, I gotta get up, can't stay down. I get up and all of a sudden I'm like leaning left because my left leg isn't moving. And thank God Mitchell Schwartz is right there to just yeah. grab me and be like, all right, I'm gonna save you from Twitter. Falling over. Yeah. Right. So, all right, thanks for being a good sport you. with that. No, yeah. I want to know about what happens. So you go to the locker room? Yeah, you go to the locker room. So you, do you, you watch protocol, the game? Man. Yeah, what's protocol? Protocol is you talk to two doctors. They talk a little like this, and they're asking you questions like, Travis, do you know who you are? Do you know where you are? Where do you live? Where do you live? Right. What's today? I'm like, I, right. it's the beginning of fucking January, maybe? I don't I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, right. It's know what Saturday. Day it yeah, That's all exactly. I know. <laughs> exactly. So they ask you the questions. Yeah, they, they, ask you, they ask you those questions, then they, they pull out the magic iPad that has all the serious stuff, like if you can when you pass the this, test you can summer. go back in. Dude. Yeah. Right. All right, I'm going to give you 20 words. Table, spoon, fork, and you have to remember all of these words. And if you don't remember those words, you're concussed. Damn, I would be fucked if Dude, I was the most normal guy ever. Everybody's screwed. Right, that. that's what we were yelling with Gronk. Like, what's Gronk's baseline? How do they even figure that out? <laughs> and then, do you just sit there and watch the game? No, how about this? So, so, I, from what they said now, after I cleared protocol, yeah. they said you... I passed on all of the concussion stuff, Yeah. but they, since I had the tingling uh, and, and the uh, leg, right. that I had to get x-rays and MRIs on my neck and Damn. everything to make sure there was no structural damage. And I'm sitting here like, the fuck, I could have told you I was good. Yeah. Like, I, like if that was the reason, uh, like, I should have played that second half. Like, I, there's I mean, no reason. There's no reason why I should have been in concussion protocol. I, I mean, if it's, it's your brain. Question. It's your brain. That's what I say. I want to sign a waiver and just say, I know that. I might get fucked up, but I'll tell myself when I want to come out of the game. Football will be way cooler to watch. Yeah, I for agree. Sure. Yeah. Uh, how proud are you, your bro? Man, I am not proud of him at all. <laughs> I hate that. Until guy. he wins the Super Bowl, <laughs> he is a loser. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm extremely proud of him, man. I've been fanboy for the past like three weeks going to all the Eagles games. Really? And, uh, yeah, man. I was out there and wearing the gang green 62 jersey. That's awesome. So I'm, uh, I get to enjoy what's the What's the coolest thing about going to see my brother play is seeing all the family react to how he is on the field. Right. Because I don't, I don't get to see that when they're watching me. Right. So like living in that moment That's with awesome. them is the coolest thing ever, man. It's funny. We've been saying about, like two years ago, they were like, Jason Kelsey has lost a step. And Sims would watch film and go, he has fucking Indomitian suit two gaps down, and he has to run out there. Chip Kelly was asking him to do it like unrealistic shit. And now they're times. like, now they're like, Jason Kelsey is the best center in the NFL. Best it's, center in the league, man. They ask him to do so much. Yeah, and he's he's he as a as a competitor and who he is, he's always asking for more, man. Yeah, I promise, he's always asking for that extra. Like, oh, all right, well, let me let me call the mic and let me let me change the protections when. In the middle of the game. I mean, so he's like me, as let quick, me take over. He's like as quick as you. Like his quickness oh, no, is but literally his ten yard start is quicker, than right? Mine. I bet it is. Like that all, dude's explosive, like nobody else. I mean, he's probably no 
heavier than 270, 275. Wow. Is that it? And he's out there just mauling dudes. He throwing really? everybody on the it's ground. unreal. I don't know how he... I, I didn't get that natural human strength. Like, I'm out here... I got to make Well, you're awesome, but still, yeah, it yeah. is amazing what he does. Me I, and my brother are a yes. little bit different. He, he's, one, yeah, he's one of the only, like, offensive linemen I can watch and enjoy like a skill player. Yeah, right. You're right, because there's on the edge, pulling, screens. It's amazing. Remember that clip from two years ago where he outran the wide receiver for 40 yards down the yes. sideline? I know. Against the Redskins? It was the Redskins I think game? it was. Yeah. That film, we looked at it and we're like, holy shit, this guy. I'm a little bit different than my brother. You and your brother are very similar. Yeah. You, like, are, you have the clothing, you have the shoes, oh, yeah, you got the whole thing, and then I look at him and he's like a mountain man. Yeah, no, we're two sides of the spectrum there. He, uh, I think he came to Super Bowl weekend in, like, a trash bag or something. Like, that's what he, like, that was his bag of choice to throw all of his clothes in. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to I don't know where my suitcase is. I'm just going to throw all these in this bag and throw it over my shoulder. Typical How does that happen? He made a very interesting point. I forget what show he was on. He said that he played hockey in high school and I played basketball. And basketball players are a lot like you and hockey. You're right. And, hockey uh, players grow I, beards. I, now, don't get me wrong. I did play hockey growing up, so I still have that skill set in my back pocket if I ever need it. Yeah. But he, uh, he played that in lacrosse and I played football, basketball, baseball, and mm. it just... I think it molded both of us, but at the same time, we're in the same household, so yeah. we're, we're alike in terms of what we like to laugh at, right. you know what I mean, things right. like that, so it's it's a, it's a cool dynamic, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, your boy Patrick Mahomes was sitting back here eating Patty lunch. Cakes. Oh. Denver game. Me and Sims are watching the film, he goes, Adam, I can't even see the ball on some of these frames. What are we about to witness with this kid? It's, uh, it's exciting because... Like, I don't want to say there's question about him, but, like, you just don't know right. how he's going to evolve. He could evolve to, like, there is no more three-step, five-step drop. Brett yeah, Favre just catch the shit. ball and just start bouncing. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? He's, right. that, he's that kind of backyard quarterback where he's so, like, instinctually confident mm. in his ability that he just kind of neglects what he's practicing. The offense you know I mean? sometimes. Exactly. He'll just be like, yeah, coach, I saw this guy 70 yards down the right side and I said, fuck it, I'm going to throw it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's special. Exactly, then the throw to Demetrius great. Harris, too, was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, third down? Yeah. Like what? Third, third and 25. Running backwards? Right on the money, man. Yeah, I mean, that's... The, dude, I, the dude's I, impressive. He, and he, he makes those throws every day in practice. It's not like it was just a one-game yeah. deal. He the did press it all clip I read your got, quotes yeah. throughout the year. Yeah, I, know, I mean, it sounds like it's, it. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. It really is. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And sure enough, I guarantee it would be fun to play with man i'm hearing yeah. a lot of people saying travis kelsey is he the best tight end this week it's been pretty cool for you i've i've been trying to take that next step and and and, and overtaking being the best everyone on board with that and yeah it's, uh, it's, it's you or gronk man i mean that to I, me it's it's one of you too I, I definitely feel the exact same way. I mean, he uh, he's finished strong, man. He had, yeah. he had a couple one-handed catches, huge game against the Steelers. Um, he's a little bigger of a guy than you, but he sure. can't he's do faster. shovel passes and for shit sure. like that like you can either. Uh, I think, we're, I think we're very different players, right? but um, I feel like we can dominate a game in terms of uh, in terms of being anywhere on the field. Right. So. I have one last question before we do your sales pitch here. How can we get NFL players to be more recognizable, more famous, more... You know, how, how do we break through the mask? Just take masks off. Let them play without helmets. <laughs> For sure. That's the, that's the main way. I have no idea. I think, I think what needs to happen is NFL players need to feel comfortable getting out from under the mm. helmet. There's a lot of guys that I feel like are just, you know... No, that's not. It's that's too. That's too wide receiverish for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's too. Uh, that's a little bit too much. Oh show yeah, for me. right, you know right, I mean? right. 
So I no, think, you're right. Is it because think, they're scared of the coaches? Is it scared they don't want to be seen as a diva? A lot, yeah. No, for without a doubt, I think it's. I don't necessarily know if it's scared of the coaches, but they don't want to have that. I'm a self-made, hardworking guy, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna like, just. Oh, I'm gonna go on this grinding. show that has 50 women, and I'm gonna go out here, and it's gonna be catching me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, you're crazy. That could look that. bad. Yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. If it goes the opposite way. <laughs> but I, I came out, and I had a good season, so we're all yeah. good, man. Yeah. And you got your lady, right? Yeah. After. Yeah. No. Fuck that. that. No. But shebang. your relationship seems great. Oh, mine now. Yeah. Yes. My relationship now is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm very. I'm very not happy gonna lie. My girlfriend. Every time we look at pictures, she goes, "Would you ever think about wearing what Travis is wearing?" And I go, "I don't <laughs> think I can pull off." The turtleneck with the dude, chain and it's all just confident. You just gotta confident. Just yeah. dude, you gotta get out from under the mask, dude. Yeah, maybe they should start like that's the name the of your mask, book. Dude. Get out from under the mask. That's great shit. Okay, so here's what happens. You are pitching Old Spice. We're not gonna help you. You are a great pitchman. We are gonna rate you one through ten oh, wow. on your ability to sell the people Old Spice. I'll give you the stage, ladies and gentlemen. I come to you with Old Spice, the Red Collection. Old Spice is celebrating the 80th year of being the top men's grooming brand there is the old spice red collection has this lovely scent of captain i am a captain on the field as well as off the field ladies and gentlemen smelling delightful wow wow i'm i'm nine in it what the niner did i get a nine no you're, you're not gonna get a 10 i don't give 10 you, you didn't even have a 10 i got a 10 i gave emmett smith he just only. gave a 10 to emmett one. smith because emmett smith yelled uh, at me for six minutes yes it was about awesome. being an eagles fan <laughs> emmett smith just took the fans booing michael irvin out on me like i'm a little shook right now wow he acted like i was standing over i'm giving a 10 because of this we've had a bunch of old spice here yeah okay you brought up the 80 year thing yeah. i hadn't heard that nice. yet and you just you held it up you have like it. you've been in a commercial and shit you know yeah. it was very I'm trying to be in a commercial old spice this, this, this is the good stuff yeah. all right so know? my last question for you is you've done <laughs> the dating the show out, dude. i'm doing everything <laughs> what do, what do you want to do what else do you want to do out with the mask off um to be honest the clothing brands i i do want to get into clothing and stit and sewing and all the sure. fun stuff i want to get into my having my own uh, brand and um on top of that just uh just exploring the the on camera stuff, man. I, I want to get into a little bit more uh, scripted stuff. Yeah, a little bit less reality. Yeah, um, and to where I can just kind of still be myself, but have some fun in front of camera. Right. Because yeah. you have the sense of humor, and you're definitely quick enough. And I don't think you'd be someone that would want to talk X's and O's all the time. That is not me. That's what I, that's what I kind of have in the back pocket. That's right. like, I mean, yeah, everybody does it. So I I, I think I can just transition into yeah. it. But I want to have some fun I have doing a show some other idea. things first. Yeah. Yeah. What if Travis Kelsey gave NFL players makeovers? Right? Like, <laughs> like offensive line. Started lineman. with his brother. Like, right. show one. I'm going to show my brother <laughs> yes. how to fuck their dress. Because here. you always talk about how offensive linemen save their money, oh. don't spend it, dress like trash. Oh, I'm not buying that. That's $4.95. That's no five cents way. too much. You line up next to him, and now you're going to get them that? lined up. Yeah. I'm down with that. All I'm right. start with Mitchell Schwartz. How about that? He's an oh. offensive lineman, and he's Jewish. <laughs> so, you know, he's like... <laughs> He's looking for coupons. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fucking amazing. That is amazing. I love that. And as a Jew, I, I condone that. That was allowed. <laughs> I concur. Yes. Cleveland Heights is a very ethnic, like, we, we, Don't we worry. have a few Jewish we, communities. We get it, too. We're from, I'm from North Jersey. He's from Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, half my high school is Jewish. All Travis good. Kelsey, you could tell he's taking the mask off for you. You're the man. Dude. Oh, my guys. It's fun stuff, man. Always man. cool, man. Yeah, anytime, dude. Hell yeah.
Yeah, so Travis said that Travis played basketball, Jason played hockey. Right. And that's definitely clear with the beard. One yeah, one guy's a lot more white than the other. Yes, he is a lot more. <laughs> but they're both incredible speakers. I texted Travis that night. Right. And I said, your brother, holy crap. He goes, yeah, I'm good. He's at another level. And you, the center never gets as much attention as the tight no. end does. But that speech was incredible. Centers are usually... The like we've always said, yes. the alpha male of the group, even though they're not the strongest or the biggest of the offensive line, everybody follows them. And the biggest thing is they're the most the quick witted, the smartest ones. The, the they'll always have the fire back, whatever it is. And it's also why they're center because they can sit there at the line of scrimmage There's and think Mike, on their toes. Yeah. Oh, we got to change it. What'd you say, quarterback? Okay, great. So he fits them all. Everything from his costume, which was a Mummer's Day parade costume. What was it? You ever hear of the Mummer's Day Parade? It's a big Philadelphia tradition. Huh, I have not. Yeah, so that's what he was wearing. And so what's even Mummer's Ty- Day have to do with it? Just give me a background there. Man, I really don't know much. Okay. Philadelphia. It's, it's, it's like a New Year's celebration. It's like a Mardi Gras, but... It all goes back to like old Nordic Irish traditions, and right. it's it's like it's a parade New Year's and everyone Day, right? drinks, and it's on New Year's Day. Gotcha. So people are like, he's dressed like a leprechaun and a fortune teller combined. And people are like, we have a, we have a name for that here. It's a Mummer. <laughs> I thought him saying, hungry dogs run faster was such a dope line. Yeah. And then to go through and pick the weakness of everybody. But the part that got me was Lane Johnson can't lay off the juice yes. and Brandon Brooks has anxiety. Because those two are the ones where I'd be like, I wouldn't say that That's to kind of personal. Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was there and I was just sitting there going, this is incredible. It was the dopest speech ever. It heard. was. It was a great speech. Of course, the highlight of it. Uh, in the outfit. I, I loved it too. And again, it just shows the personal side. Like, don't think that the players have totally blocked out the public. They hear enough, even when they block it out. What about your boy, Mike Lombardi, getting a direct name shout-out? Your eyes just got so wide. I totally forgot about that, but he had a rough year this year. Between that and Jared Goff. He got proved yes. kind of wrong in a lot of ways. Well, Even though I'm, I'm still not sitting here thinking Jared Goff's the savior of the world. No. But it looks bad from the optics department there. That du- He compared Doug Peterson to one of the worst coaches in NBA history and then said they should just get rid of him right now. And then you win the Super Bowl with your coach calling incredible plays. Incredible. Incredible. Like, not just we won. I right. think he did issue an apology he to did. Doug. Not that that changes no, he what did. he said. He, gave a gr- he did. He but gave he a did. good apology. He said he was Mike's right. Mike's a man's man. He's going to. I thought it was wrong. more interesting when Kelsey said it about Lombardi and then Peterson fist pumped right afterwards. Well, yeah, sure. Because I'm sure, of course he hears that and he knows people that know Mike and he, d- he doesn't like it. But, man, Lane Johnson can't lay off the juice. And Brandon Brooks has anxiety. Remember yeah. when that was a story? I know. Brandon Brooks couldn't play. I mean, how can how can you even have anxiety at that size? That's what I want. What's he? What's he? What's he anxious about? I'd like to know. Stuart Little. I mean, what is it? Because he's like amazing. Stepping he's on one of the Legos. best guards in football, right? Man, <clears throat> it was a great. It was a really good time. All right, so. A lot of stuff changed, though, for the Eagles because <clears throat> it looked like all the coaching jobs were all locked up. Yep. And then in comes Josh McDaniels, last second, flipping, going from Indianapolis to New England. Haven't had a chance to break this down yet. Yep. His agent, Bob Lamont, left him because he also represents Ballard. Mm-hmm. Chris Ballard, the GM of the Indianapolis Colts, who he had to get up on a podium and say... 
Actually, it's not. And then ended it with the rivalry is back on, which is amazing. Right. Um, but because of this, now Frank Reich is now the head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Good for him. Good job for him. It is a great job for is him. Is it a is it a good coach for the Colts? I do think he is a great. I I think Frank Reich. Having got to know him a little bit over the last year and a half, I've and you talked to, to him pregame, and I talked to him a lot during the pregame. Uh, I think his personality is made to be a head coach. I really think he's got a great way of cool, being calm and collected, cool, calm and collected, but strong enough to deliver the message mm. and not afraid to maybe say what's unpopular, but to do it in the right way too. Uh, that between that, you know, Maryland guy. Of course, the Maryland guy. The people he's been around coaching-wise, it's been a pretty good group of people, Uh, whether it goes back to his playing days or, of course, the last few years you know, with Doug Peterson. Um, Before that, I'm blanking out on who he was with. with the Chargers? Uh, The Chargers and the Wizenhunt. So he's got to see that. He's also got to be with Dan Henney in that group when he was with the Carolina Panthers as a player. So that's a little bit of the McDaniels, New England-type system. He has a great background of a variety variety of different offensive schemes mm. that I think are going to help him. And then, of course, he can evaluate quarterbacks. Yes. And I've had conversations with him about Carson Wentz and how that went down. And it made me feel very comfortable about, ooh, he sees things the right way at the quarterback position. What kind of a comment triggers that? Well, it just, when we had conversations about other quarterbacks, let's just say and that. Whether it be Carson Wentz, eye. yes, we're, we're on the same thing. We looked at the same thing right away to go, ooh, that was very, I mean, Crap, we got in a conversation about Aaron Rodgers in the pregame of the Super Bowl. Yeah. If someone talks about Aaron Rodgers, you feel confident <laughs> in them all of a sudden. I will say this. It's crazy. Uh, when he was at Maryland, he had a huge comeback yep. upset over Miami. Right. When he was at Buffalo, he had a, the biggest comeback ever over the Oilers. And now he's coaching Andrew Luck, who was the quarterback for the second largest comeback of all time. So if you have a lead against the Colts, you're in trouble. You're Watch in trouble because right. Frank Reich's going to come back. The other side of this, though, the core group of the Patriots – the transition plan is now laid. Right. Bob Kraft, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady right. looks to be handing down the reins to Jonathan Kraft, Nick Casario, Josh McDaniels. Sure. The only thing they don't have there is the quarterback. Right. So it's owner, coach, and GM quarterback to owner, GM, coach, and then they still need to see the quarterback of the future. I just watched two Bills. And it really does remind me of when Belichick was going to leave the Giants and go to Minnesota, went to Minnesota, and then said, I don't actually want to be here. I want to be back very early. Not Jets Belichick, Vikings Belichick. What do you think transpired? Do you think Bill and Kraft sat him down and said, you're next? Well, I got a a pretty good idea. All right, first I want to start with this. Like the Bob Lamont thing. Can I just start there? That bothers me a little. Bob Lamont, like you said, represented Josh McDaniels, represented Chris Ballard. And he sure. said, I'm a man of my word, and I have to drop Josh because he wasn't a man of his word. Right. So what I would like to know first, before Bob Lamont releases huge statements like that, did he tell Jack Del Rio that the Oakland Raiders were negotiating a contract for John Gruden while Jack Del Rio was still the head coach? Because he represents both of those players. I'd like to know that answer before he gives me a quiz on business ethics, okay? Uh, the thing about business really ethics Madison. is, okay, the thing about... Business 
<laughs> oh, I'm glad I called that guy. I mean, okay, so that bothered me when he said that. because That's a great point. I don't want to fucking hear agents giving me business ethics when they work so many different angles and they are like the key holders to so many power things along the NFL. That bothered me. Okay, now going to the New England thing. Yes. I've showed Josh some text messages that I've gotten. I haven't showed you, and I'm not going to show you because okay. you have a big mouth. But Josh has read through these a little bit. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, I have a pretty good idea or knowledge of okay. what went on and what transpired. Um, and the floor is yours. Well, and I think the big thing is this. First of all, you know, you start with Josh, I believe, from everything I've been told, right, uh, from my friends even in New England, too, who, you know, know a few things, he was taking the Colts' job. He wasn't, like, planning on backstabbing no. them, okay? I didn't So everything I know from the people up there is he was planning on to do that. He was going to his office to clean out the office. He was going to the Indianapolis Colts. Then, at some point... He was let know how valuable he is to the organization, which New England can make you feel like you're worthless at times. That's what I'm going to say is so, when you have someone like Belichick who probably never gives compliments. Right. Was it Belichick or Kraft that let him know how good he felt? I, I, I would think it's Belichick. I think that's where we go with it, right? Like Kraft, I'm sure is Kraft. I, I always felt like it was a huge Josh McDaniels fan. Even being there, he always took time to stop at Josh's office yes. to go, you know, hey Josh, and good luck with the game today, and yeah. what's the first play you're going to call or whatever right. it is. There was a special relationship there. Now, with I would imagine, and this is the part I don't know, but I would. I know these people, and I've been around them. i got to think Bill Belichick watched the film of the game on Monday, just like we talked about it, and Tuesday he went, am Damn. I really going to let like maybe one of the most valuable people in my organization walk out when I have a year of no fucking defense and my defensive coordinator left, and we just had 600 yards of total offense in the Super Bowl and we lost? Are, were they? He was going to rumored to take Joe Judge, the special teams coach, with him as well to Indy, right? Sure, well, I know Joe Judge was certainly being considered for a few other things, so he yeah. He kept, he kept multiple coaches by keeping one coach. Yes. Well, I don't know how it went down with Joe Judge, okay. and we'll see. I know that's Joe, less important than Josh. But either Daniels. way, Joe is another phenomenal special yeah. teams coach. So one of the you best think in football. Bill went? Oh fuck! I got to keep this guy. Yes. And then he sat down and gave Josh. And the they love. said that. Now, did they promise him you're going to be the heir apparent? No, but I'm sure they told him there's a good chance you're going to be very highly considered when I retire, or I whatever that may be. I saw something about Belichick sharing certain so information. So that's the next thing we go, right. So that, Because I've heard people say that. Well, I mean, what, we've talked about this in the past, and I know we've talked about it in the podcast. One of the things we've said, and it might have been 100 podcasts now, we've done so fucking many of them, but one of the things we've talked about is one of the reasons I always believed people from New England weren't as successful as they expect because you don't know the total the total compass of what Bill and why Bill's making the decision. Yeah. You only know your little area. Like, Josh might only go to the offensive guys, and he might only know why the decisions are made for the offense. But... Bill might have also a final thinking of how that times into the team, the special teams, the contract situation. And those are things I know Bill doesn't inform everybody on in the facility. It's fascinating you say this because in the two Bills, Belichick says some of the most influential things you ever told me was when you randomly pulled me into your office exactly and right. talked about Why GM I made stuff. this decision. Or he, what, and, and he always right. said, if you're a coordinator, you don't know about disciplinary or contracts. And so you believe that starting last week, Bill said, I'm ready to be, in essence, your mentor. I think so, yes. And wow. he was always his mentor to a degree. But I also think, like, the first time around, he's going, 
I might have to coach against this guy for the next 10 right. years. I'm not going to fucking teach him everything. Right. Okay? These are competitive assholes, all these coaches. Same so, thing with Parcells and Belichick. Exactly right. I mean... They did play each other in the playoffs like no, the next year. No doubt. I mean, you know that. I mean, I, you know, Bill, two Bills, whatever, I could still bet you they don't love each other. I don't oh, give no, a shit no, how many times tell. they do an ESPN piece, okay? Uh, they're competitive with each other. That's just the way it is. It's going to eat at Parcells forever that Belichick yes. outdid him with more chicklets on the table, as yes, he said, yes, right? Yes, yes, Okay. So... Um, I think within that, yes, now Bill has come to say, you know what? This is my last hurrah. I'm right. coming to the end. It's okay to admit it. And I'm here mortal. I'm going to start teaching you wow. all. Because like I've always told you. You can't pass that up. The organization is always about supplying up. Bill with information, right? right? It was just, here's information for Bill to make the decision. We don't know why he made this decision, but he got information from like 10 different people of us and he's the on trusted. the staff. Yeah. And he made the right decision. And fuck, yeah. we won again on Sunday, so we'll believe him. And I do think that was, of course, a big part of it. Is Josh proud that he left the Colts? And I'm did that? sure not. Definitely not. I mean, Josh is a good human being. He's one of the true people I can say yeah. in the NFL that truly, from a human standpoint, is a good person. He has a wife, young kids. I'm sure that played into it a little bit. Yes, he's in a great place. He loves New England. He loves being a part of the Patriots. He loves coaching Tom Brady. They're the same fucking age. They're like buddies, okay? Mm. People forget that too. So I think with all that added into the fact that the final piece of the straw puzzle is this. He only got one more shot. He's got one more shot. If he failed at Colts and went there and failed, he'll never be a head coach again. So he's got to feel right by him to where he thinks, okay, this is the one. This is the spot. I'm going to be successful. Yes. It's all the way I want. And I think, yes, it was shitty that he had to do it the way he did it. Right. But at the end of the day, he's got to fucking worry about himself and his own career. And he felt like this was the best place for Because there's a million other people in the NFL that are worried about themselves. Yeah. Too. Now, is it going to cost him a job maybe in the future where some GM might go, I don't want to interview him. I don't trust him. It might not matter. I don't think it's really going to matter at the end of the day when people meet Josh and you go, mm. damn, he's smart. Damn, he's a good guy. Damn, he's professional. He's one of those guys you can look in his eyes and you go, there's really no badness in yeah. Josh. He's got he got that look. And then you go, well, fuck, every year his offense is awesome. It's not going to matter. Some point someone's going to go, you know what, I yeah. know this guy and what makes him. And I have something that's interesting, yeah. something I learned, and something I'm wondering about. Right. Something that's interesting is I wonder how much information Bill has that he's that he has to share. Yeah. I wonder does he organize it? Can he take it out of his crazy brain and explain it to somebody? Uh, I also we'll I, never know. We'll never know. I'll also say this: um, you cannot pass up that opportunity. The greatest coach of all time says, "I see it in you, and right. I want to make sure that you get it." I, I understand it sucks for Indianapolis, but yep. this is an opportunity that's better than that opportunity. Right. It just is, right. because let's be real. I'd rather my boss was Bob Kraft than Jim Irsay. Right. I just really would. Yeah. I trust Bob Kraft a lot more right. than Jim Irsay. That's the thing that who won. Of all of this, Bob Kraft wins. Yeah. Because the one thing we can say is, oh, Kirk Cousins was holding Washington hostage. Bill Belichick was holding the Patriots hostage. Sure. Whenever he was ready to be done, it was over, and that was going to implode. A lot like LeBron in yeah, Cleveland. Right. Now, Kraft, the owner of the team, mm-hmm. has a legitimate succession plan. And it won't just be an era, hopefully for him. Right. It will be something that can be passed along. Yes. My follow-up question is this. Right. How great must it have been to be Josh McDaniels to be told you're the one? 
What is Matt Patricia thinking when he's not the one? We're going to get to that in a second. But first, let's talk to two guys that are an Oscar award-winning, Tony award-winning, Emmy award-winning podcast. They want to be just (laughs) like us when they get older. It is the Tomahawk podcast with Joe Thomas and Andrew Hawkins. These guys were a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Andrew talked about his time up in New England. And Joe talked about his supernatural ability to not get injured. Right. Because it's a little fucking crazy. It is. It's like six cents. It's insane. Here's the Tomahawk boys. We are rolling, which is good. Yeah, we got to start smoking black and milds, man. On air. Oh. Yeah. Let's start with that. Why are you not smoking black and milds? We've already started. (laughs) I didn't realize how lucrative it could be for our careers. Right. Had I known that, I would have been smoking black and milds since I was 10. I'm Andrew Hawkins. (laughs) (laughs) We are joined right now, and we're getting lint brushed. Uh, It is Joe Thomas, Andrew Hawkins. Name of your podcast is? The Tomahawk Show. What's up, Uh, sir? I was, I was, I was. You you get it? Hey. Before you, you say, how did you get that? My last name's Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Mr. Hawkins. Yeah, Hawk, yeah. uh, <laughs> before you embarrass yourself I mean, on national it's television. It's perfect, you two. It's like, it's racial harmony. It's yes. big guy. It's yes. little guy. Yes. It, goes all, it covers it all. The timing is amazing. It's, uh, they, we, got, we, ran, we were nominated for an Oscar. So it's uh, uh, a Grammy. Things are just getting ridiculous. Man. <laughs> it's been a busy year. No Moonlight. Yeah. Uh, fans uh, just. So Sims wow. always yeah. says, he calls me his work wife. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. curious. Wow, who's the work wife in your who's relationship? Who's the work wife? Wow, that's a, oh, that's holy a good one. Smokes. Yeah, we're gonna never thought of that one oh, before. Well, man. Joe would be the biggest fucking wife I've ever seen. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can actually make him a wife. But he does all the work. So he does all the work. I don't work. know if I do any work. He runs the household. <laughs> See, when we when we do our podcast, we have a very good chemistry because he prepares for everything. Right, right. So he's like the notes. He has all the background stories. I show up. And just <laughs> just know, go off of what he says and natural reaction. So I don't think means, Andrew that means the work wives <laughs> are on this side of the table. Yes, yes. that's right. The work wives yes. are over there. Me and Joe, oh, you guys are so together. cute. Yeah, right we'll, in the say, hey, we'll stay over here. No, no, yeah, me. They're work wives. Yes. Men over here. All right. So <laughs> exactly. What was the first time you guys met each other in the locker room? Did you know that this could become a thing? Was the conversation always popping? Yeah, actually, the first time we met each other in the locker room, I was like. Wow, that Andrew Hawkins, you know, for being a new teammate, he's a real dick. (laughs) He doesn't want to reach out to any of the teammates. He just sits by himself and only talks to Toledo guys. You know what? And then, and then he started opening up, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's pretty cool. We can hang out. We can talk." And then it just kind of uh, blossomed from there. You know. So my philosophy when I go to new teams, first of all, I had just gotten a contract, right? right? So I had all this money that I had to prove that I, I was a worth and could get the rest of. Kyle Shanahan brought you in, right? Kyle Shanahan brought me in. Yep. And I was just like so about business. But I'm like, I don't want to make friends. Mm. I don't want anyone to have an opinion of me until mm. I do my job. And I want you to, your only thought to me of what you see on the field. Like, I wouldn't even, Kyle will tell you, I, I wouldn't even talk to the coaches in meetings. Right. You they were like, they were like scared to yell at me because they didn't know if I was like half crazy or what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would never give any reaction. I would just stare. Right. New money in the locker room. New money it's in the locker really room. It's really interesting. Yeah. But then yeah. after one year. I was like, ah, screw it. But what T- were your thoughts it. of Joe when you got in the locker room? Because Joe was, was Mr. Cleveland way. already, and he's, you know, yeah. Mr. <laughs> franchise left tackle. To be honest, I just didn't want to get in his way. You know, it's like when you come to – it's like when I went to the Patriots, Tom was there, and, like, it was like the third day. I'm trying to learn this offense that is, like, learning uh, biochemistry. Yeah. Right? And they're like, just go in there. I look at the coach like, uh, no. <laughs> I'm not going in there and effing up Tom Brady's plays. Right. Hell no, that's not going to be his perception Man. of me. Yeah. So with Joe – it was the same thing. I was like, let me just stay out of the dude's way. 
I know he's great. Yeah. I want to make sure his only opinion of me is what he sees on the field. I thought one of the coolest things about you, Joe, is it's very rare that a story about an offensive lineman takes over the news cycle. And it makes sense because your streak was fucking incredible. You wussy. You finally got hurt, you big wuss. I did feel like a wuss when I just laid there and didn't get up. What was the, what was the total number? It was 10,363 official snaps. That is Why are you emphasizing unreal. official? Well, because in the NFL, if there's a play that had like a holding or anything oh. that they redo the down, it doesn't count as a play. Right, right. Yeah, had so, a lot of redo. So they really have more plays than that. It's probably like you know? another thousand plays in there Man. because I had a lot of holdings and, you know, those type of penalties in, in my career. Pe- personal fouls on yeah. Andrew. Yes. So what is it like? What People are calling you what, Cal Ripken right now? I haven't been called wow. Cal Ripken, uh, but just mostly that long handsome, other handsome, great podcaster, things uh, like that. <laughs> handsome, great podcaster. That's you. awesome. Uh, now, I'm happy for you guys. Sims, do you have any podcast advice for them? Because I, I know. We're, we're, yeah. we're veterans of this yes. right here. I <laughs> we, mean, we're five weeks in. We're bleach report. Look at, look at our picture on the back <laughs> have, of left. We have computer. our faces. Oh, oh look at that. We don't, don't have, have one of those. So you're not official until you have a cartoon, okay? Our cartoon was done by a fan. It was done by a fan? Yeah, so we're still working Our on getting Our theme music uh, was done an by animated. a fan. Just keep really? doing Yes. Yes. We're man. trying to get theme music done by Dwayne Bowe. Yes, that's going to be Ooh. our intro. He's, he's a new new, new hip-hop gamer. Yeah. Is that right? He just dropped a new album. Yep. Did he really? Wow. Yes. So uh, he hasn't responded to Andrew's text in about two weeks. <laughs> I, what so we're not is, sure what, what's going on, but I'll, we're hoping he wakes up and uh, <laughs> calls Andrew back. So I've t- I'll tweet him or text him, and he'll reply two months later. So I tweeted him like, hey. <laughs> Sorry, man. Been busy. I DM'd him. Yo, <laughs> you me and Joe started his <laughs> new <laughs> podcast. It just won two Nobel Peace Prizes. <laughs> we need an intro. He tweets me three weeks later or DMs me. Yo, uh, text me real quick. Okay, immediately text him. Debo, what's up? It's Hawk. Nothing. It's about that was about three weeks Nothing. ago. Right. Crickets. So he'll get around to it eventually, and I, that's probably going to win a Grammy in itself. Yeah, right. Man. Damn, Dwayne Bowe's making music. Yeah, I love when we get to learn what you guys are like. Like really, like like not just your yards <laughs> per carry could be no like really human shit. And then you guys have two lives. Yeah. Because when the career's over, now it's your thirty something, and you have yeah. your entire other life. Sims, you had to go through that. Yes, I and mean it's it's, it's, it's it's a death. Well, Joe's still collecting big checks, yes. so he's big, fine. Big I mean, big money. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous money. Yeah, this podcast really is paying well so far. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, it is. I mean, it's, it's a tough transition. I mean, but you're making it seamless. That's a, that's the good thing. I mean, what, how long were you heartbroken about being out of football? Like, I took a good year where I would be, like, watching Sunday football. Yeah. And I would, like, I came to a tears a few times where I was like, damn, like, that scrub's still playing, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, mine was very unique because you see, my, like it's it's all about, and I say this about players in the league, and you're wondering like, well, how is this guy good at this time or that time? I feel like if you watch the stretch of somebody's career, for the most part, and I was always very conscious of this, you would know what their like goals were. So there's guys who want to win a Super Bowl ring mm, in yes. basketball or football, and when they get that ring or championship ring their play tails off. Yes. Like there's a different element to them. Right. Or some guys want the big payday. Right. And when they get that payday, their play kind of tails off. Their work, so, something changed. And then there's guys mm-hmm. who want to be great. There's the LeBrons. There's yes. the, the Tom Brady's who you don't they, – they, there's, there's no stop. Five no, Super Bowls aren't They want to be the greatest enough. of all time. They want to be number matter. one. Right. So that, that was not right. their goal to win one Super Bowl. Well, yeah. my goal was to play one game. 
So obviously I couldn't. So your career off. fell off so after that, that one game. So I knew there was a problem after there. They activated Man, you me. After that three one kickoffs <laughs> and one special teams tackle. <laughs> I knew it was done. But no, seriously, that was like my goal. So my goal was never to win the Super Bowl. It wasn't to be in the Pro Bowl. It wasn't to have thousand yard seasons. I was told my whole life I wouldn't be able to do it. So my goal was like I want to get one game mm. and then flip everyone off. That told me when that <laughs> happened. I had to try to readjust my goals, and I just got like, okay, just work hard, and then what happens, happens. So, any honestly, after one game, I would have been okay. Damn. I lasted you had, you had six to Mike seven Jones. years, you know, yep. with the work ethic and, and kind of keeping it going. But when I was done, it was kind of like. And you were like oh, quick cool. as shit. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah, you that were, that I helped. mean, ridiculously quick as shit, okay? That helped. I still feel like Hawkins was like eight years too soon. Like, I feel like we fully accepted the slot <laughs> receiver now. And I think, Andrew, you were amazing. Like, I really I enjoyed your career. That. But I feel like now that's what we want. He now those guys are going he first did. round. You're right. I mean, that, and he didn't get into an offense that knew how to use the slot, in well, my it's opinion. Well, the fucking NFL Kyle. Like, like, like Cincinnati true. did not know how to use the slot the way Kyle and Cleveland did All right, at that Sims, time. Sims, what is our Second Amendment? Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is our favorite coach in the NFL. <laughs> yes. We never get it right, ever. <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys experienced him in Cleveland. Yes. We what him. was the change when he came in? Was it immediate? Were you like, wow, this is an offense in the NFL. This is crazy. Yeah. I think the bigger change is when he left. Yeah, <laughs> right. Honest. I mean, we, speak, we, like, we, we love Kyle. We love his offense. I mean, I, I was with Alex Mack yesterday at the uh, EA Sports Party, and he brought it up because it's like the players that play for Cal – it's very weird because a lot of coaches, and it's not anything against it, but there's no. coaches who want great offenses, right? Yeah. So as an offensive coordinator, I just want my offense to be great and be regarded as such. As players, I want to ball out so I can make as much money as I possibly can right. and, and he make can somebody get the ball overplay. in your hand to do that. It's very rare you have a coach right. whose goals are aligned to where it's, look, I want to be the best offense, and I want everybody to ball, make yeah. it easy on you so you get paid. Right. And I think Cal has, like I said, one of the only offenses that, that hit both buckets. Yeah. For me, when Kyle got hired, I was really excited because I'd already had like seven offensive coordinators. And I was thinking, this is great because this is like the only offense I haven't played in yet. Right. And I was excited to like check that off my list. And be like, you know, all right, I played in the Shanahan offense. Uh, I got them all. Check. Yeah. So, but, but like Hawk said, like for a smaller offensive lineman like myself to be able to play in that system Mm. that runs the wide zone and the play action off of it. It's perfect for what I was built for. Well, actually, when I was coming out and Mike Shanahan was in Denver, yeah. they were talking about trading up to grab me. Right. And I was really excited about it because Matt Lepsis, who was their left tackle at the time, sure. had just retired. And I was like, oh, man, playing for Mike Shanahan in that system, yeah. I'll be able to play 15 years. Right. And I'll be uh, hopefully a good player one day. I'll be able to get 10 Pro Bowls yeah, maybe. and be a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. Uh, Joe, Didn't Joe, think that, played I mean, that yet, but. you're like – part Neanderthal, okay? So yeah, you're no not guy. like that small, okay? All right? I just want to know. Like, he is smaller than I thought he was going to be. Well, I know, but it's like... He's more trim. I, well, I don't want to say you. small. But that's, what, that's, what's, that's where I actually want to ask you. Like, what was there any secrets? Like, how hard do you lift weights? Or anything you think of on the field that just maybe steer clear of injuries? Like, I've heard Aaron Rodgers say, like, I never plant my feet in the ground. That's how I've saved my knees yeah. and things like He's that. He's always jumping. Anything yeah. like, when there's a run behind you, yeah. are you cognizant of like, yeah. oh, I don't want this guy to take my legs yeah. out as he goes down? There is definitely an art and a, a little bit of skill to not getting injured as right. a lineman because you got to know where the ball is supposed to go and you right. got to understand and be able to think about your man but also what's happening on the defense to where where the danger is going to come from like for instance on the backside of a power play the backside tackle he's got something called like a hinge or a hard jab and pick where you step down you protect the b gap when the guard pulls make sure that the linebacker doesn't right. come through and then you got to go back and block the end well a lot of times if the 
the running back takes it in the A-gap or backside, those tackles are going to be coming into the back of your legs. Yes. So you kind of always got to block your guy with one, one eye over your shoulder, right. making sure nobody's falling in the back of your legs. Mm. And also, like Aaron Rodgers said, you can't just plant your feet in the ground and be like, oh, I got my guy being oblivious to what's happening around you because right. that's how you get rolled up and you hurt your knee or your ankle. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. even still, that like the ability to do that. Well, that means he's a great player. You, you have to think be about so that shit. Because well, so right, you got to think about I'm all out those there just like, man, I hope this guy doesn't jam me into <laughs> right, the right, bleachers. Right. I'm not thinking about how good do you have to be to block Terrell Suggs and also prevent injury. Oh, let me see if they're while watching me. Why I I, that's exactly what I was. That's I, like a I different know. level of player. I agree. I mean, that's why. Like when I laugh sometimes because they're like. Look at Cam Newton. He's so loose out there. And I'd be like, well, fuck, if I was 6'5", 250, and the biggest fucker on the field, I'd be loose too. Man. You know? It's just it's it's part of your greatness. Yeah. It really is amazing. And I enjoyed watching you, man. I appreciate it, I want to I want to ask you just, like, your little time in New England. What, uh, what stood out to you when you went there? Because they're another team that knows how to use the slot. That's why they wanted to get you up there. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about New England is the competitive, like, spirit in that that, that building, building is it's on a completely different level. Like, I feel like I was probably two or three years late to New England. Right. Had I been there earlier, there could have been magic, but it was just, to be honest, like, I pride myself on the way I work, my work ethic, because I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not going to lie and say I'm the most talented or anything, but if I'm on a field, I try to say, okay, I'm going to be the hardest worker here, Yeah. and if that isn't enough, there's nothing I can do about it, right? Yeah. So, in most, at most teams as a receiver, and Joe, Joe would, would tell you this, like, I try to be above and beyond the rest of the guys. I give everything I have. When we run sprints, I want to win by 10 yards. I want to be out in front. Right. So when I got to New England, they would run sprints at the end of every practice. Yeah, I, I, say, I worked there, so I, I say that to people. On yeah. a heel. So healed, like uh-huh. 40s. And it's not like, you like know, no young science guys, to it. It's just like, we're going to make you tough. Practice is done yeah. over no, on the hill, like, the entire there's team. nothing, but we're going to try to make you tougher. It's shocking. Like, it's not 50%. No. It's not 75%. It's Bill watching. It's not 95%. No. Right. They are all out sprints, probably five to 10 of them. And we're usually I, if, in those settings. At the end of the practice, I have more than everybody else. I want it more. I'm blown by everybody. When I say all, at the time, 10 receivers that are in camp, right. they're like, Leaning like Usain Bolt to be like I'm first, and I'm like, dude, I don't know if I can keep this up. I'm 32, my knees are hurting. I know, man. I'm starting to cramp up. It's psycho up there. Do you remember remember the first time that Bill yelled at Tom in front of the whole team? Day one. Did did it have an impact on you like it's had on everybody else that's been there? Yes, it it definitely did. It definitely did. I mean, I mean, if I'm, I I don't, I don't know if I'm strong enough to take that. If I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, okay, (laughs) I get you want to make an example, but I'm five. Super Bowl's deep. Yeah. Yell at the backup. Yell at Garoppolo now, okay? I'm, I'm <laughs> right. done with that. <laughs> Man. All right, so here's what we do on the Sims and Lefko podcast. I want you guys to pub your podcast, but we are going to grade you 1 through 10 on your salesman skills. Oh, I so, like, yeah. So easy. use each other. If you want to use us, there's definitely bonus points there. Okay. Talk to America and tell them why Take they should off, listen Joe. to the Tomahawk podcast. Well, you should listen to the Tomahawk podcast because we're the fastest growing podcast in world history. We've been Oscar nominated, Grammy nominated, MTV mm-hmm. Music Award nominated. Yes. We've won three ESPYs. Uh, we were voted the best all-terrain vehicle by J.D. Power and Associates. Uh, we have an A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau. And we are 400,000 uh, subscribers deep in a week. 
and we're just continuing to break records. And there's a reason you guys invited us on your show to yes. help promote your podcast yes, and raise and elevate your brand. Now well, they're Grammy nominated. That was going to be a ten, but because of that, you're an asshole. <laughs> oh. It goes to a nine. What an asshole, Joe Thomas is. I, I'm giving it a nine as well. I want to say this genuinely. Russian judges. Oh, Sims oh, has, has given one ten. I haven't given any tens. No tens. You gave a ten to Aaron Donald because you were afraid of him. Yeah, that's, I'm not even arguing. Against I think I gave him a nine. And we both gave tens to Michelle Tafoya because it was like the greatest speech I've ever heard of her. Oh, she had it like prepared. She like no, it out she was actually pocket. amazing. She, she really? was just like women of the world. Right. Oh. Night. And I was like, holy oh, wow. yeah. It was like world meaning and, and it was, yeah, it was amazing. True I'll say I'll say this. Not even competitive or anything. You guys are genuinely entertaining. Yeah. And you oh. genuinely you. seem to like each other. And yes, I you. like you already. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know go. if you won any of those awards, but I'm fucking worried <laughs> that I'm gonna miss one. They're going Now you know we're competing for you guys are better bullshitters than we are. That's amazing. If you're ever in New York, you're Feel free to ever come on our podcast. Oh, yeah, so there. We can make it a tag team. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so you guys are with who? You're under what umbrella? Uninterrupted uh, was where our podcast lives. And is All that right, with cool. LeBron? Yeah, well, LeBron owns the company, yes. Yeah. So I was going to say. He's our third are, host. Kind of rich. Well, they yeah. have he the rich. to add runner. that. LeBron is our runner yeah, for yeah. the show. I was going to say the Cavaliers <laughs> have their podcast yes. in Cleveland. So Cleveland has become the epicenter of sports Mm-hmm. In action mm-hmm. podcast. That's it, man. It's 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 our niche. We're not doing anything else. So. You're you're <laughs> fucked next year because the Oscars going to us. Okay, <laughs> you know. Oh, we already got our one. We're we're ready to go. Start tailing off like Andrew subscribe said. to the podcast. How about this? Subscribe to their podcast. Download it. Unsubscribe and then resubscribe <laughs> yes, so like that, that their algorithm yeah. numbers yes. go through That's the roof. Genius. Andrew Hawkins, Joe Thomas, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks man. for having us. Awesome. What do you think that is like for Patricia? Because for the longest time, Sims was telling us Patricia's the guy. Yeah. He coaches the same side with Belichick. Right. It's a defensive mind. And now he goes to Detroit and he goes, oh, oh, Patricia was so good to see you. See you later. Hey, uh, Josh, hang out for one second. Well, I, I think if the roles were reversed, that Patricia would be in this. It's not personal against Patricia's Patricia. Patricia's getting Matt Stafford, so I exactly don't feel too right. bad for He's him. going to a place. And Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn, right. So he's going to be New England way. He's not going to miss a whole lot. Hey, are there, is Matt Patricia going away going, damn. I wonder what secrets Bill's going to tell Josh. Right? And I wish he would have told me a few of them. Right? Definitely. Certainly. He's definitely going to think that. At the same time, if it was Josh that was going to Detroit and Matt Patricia decided to back out, I think it would have been Matt Patricia in that meeting Tuesday yeah. as well, where they would have gone like, hey, man, we got a plan for you here. We can't see you leave town like this. Did Josh have a relationship with Ernie Adams at all? <sighs> I mean, I feel like everyone's relationship with Ernie's the same. It's just high Except and Bill. awkward. Hey, and yeah. Do you think there's any chance that Bill was like, now, Ernie, I need you to share stuff with Josh, too? I don't think, no. I don't think I that. I just imagine Ernie, like, sitting next to the desk being pet and being, like, on the fourth down in 1942. Like, I just feel like. Well, that's what he, I mean, Ernie's red stapler. Like, are you taking my red stapler? I've used my red stapler. Have you seen my Rod Stabler? I mean, that's really really what he is. You walk in there, and I think I've told you guys before, you walk into Ernie Adams' office. This is why New England doesn't like me, because I keep telling stories like this, too. Uh, But you walk in there, and he'd literally be like, oh, 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 hey, Chris, how you doing? Good to see you. Turn the TV off, close his computer. How are you? Yep, great. great. And you were like, what up, I just wanted to say hi, Ern. Oh, good to see you, too. Great. I'll tell your dad I said hi. Yeah, and then I'll be like, all right, Ernie, I'll see you at practice. 
okay, see you at practice. And then it's like back on. And I then mean, if you open the door, he recloses I mean, everything. It's, it's, it's literally like that. So apparently, He locks his door at night when he leaves. So when he gets there in the morning, he locks it. I mean, he's got good. a fucking, yeah. Because so, talking to motherfuckers like you are Right, because right, I've been in there and been like, what the fuck what is, is he already doing in Let here Let me all see day. this Smolder. Slide protection? We'll even teach <laughs> These that These motherfuckers here. got me here at one in the morning. I'm looking at Ernie Smolder. Uh, <laughs> did you like Patricia putting the pencil over his ear? It's him. I, it's so great. So Patricia... I got to talk to him before the game too at Super you did? Bowl. Yeah, Good. it was great. I mean, he was sitting on the bench, and I went over and as I was you were walking, just distracting everybody. Out I there. was. I was going to make sure both teams didn't play life. defense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. Neither team did. Uh, but I went over and I, you know me. The first thing I said to him, I said, "Man, I'm so glad I just don't have to suck your dick anymore, and you finally got a head coaching job." And he just laughed. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. That's what he said, and we just had a little talk. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a gr- another great human. That's mm. why it's hard to root against New England at times. As much as we get sick of talking about right. them, I can just tell you from being around these people that they're good people and their work ethic is tireless and never yes. ending. And that's what they I put always the respect. They do um so he said he was a yes. star wars fan yeah he's Patricia weird did. he's weird. no here's why i bring it up <laughs> right if the patriots were star wars who's darth vader who's the emperor we've always said belichick's the emperor right right yeah, wow. but but is tom brady the luke to Belichick's Vader, and then the Emperor is actually Kraft. Well, don't they all have to be in the or same side? Or is the side? Emperor Ernie Adams? I feel like like Belichick's like the the what is he the hooded the Emperor? Is that what he is? Yeah. The em- yeah, he's that guy. He's, I think I think Brady's Anakin. You think he's Anakin Skywalker? Because yeah. he was good, and then he turned heel later yeah. in his career. He was young. I was Tom. just thinking Everybody maybe Ernie, him. maybe Ernie's the hood, and Belichick is just Darth Vader that we see. But Ernie's really the guy, like, controlling everything. No, he's not. Damn. Belichick's controlling it. Ernie yeah. might be second and might know more about what Bill is thinking than anybody in the building. That would, that would make uh, McDaniel's Princess Leia <laughs> and then maybe Patricia's <laughs> Han Qui-Gon. Solo. I was going to go Qui-Gon Jen, but I don't know. I don't even know anyway. who that is. <laughs> Just watch him. Yeah. Early was he on Survivor? I'm not surprised he not he's a Survivor. Star Wars fan, though. Me? I'm not. No, uh, Matt yeah. Patricia. Oh, Matt Patricia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He's he's quirky like that. He definitely any is. quirky Patricia stories in the lunchroom. I, I mean, I, I don't. Other than walking to practice, I mean, literally, he was like super glued to his fucking office seat. I mean, literally, to where I would be leaving on Friday and be like, I am the only crazy motherfucker still in this building because I am bitch boy, right? And then I'd walk downstairs and I'd be like, Would you? Go? I would say that. Would you go home? I bet you they love that. And, yeah, I'd be like, Get out of here! It's a I was competition. Like, yeah. I'd be like, You're not going to figure out anything more about what they do. You know, I'd make fun of him. There's no more answers for third down at five o'clock on Friday, and he'd laugh at me. Oh, I'm almost done. And, you know, and he'd be sitting there and just doing his work. Yeah. Uh, all year long on this podcast, we have celebrated celebrations, the best celebrations in the NFL, and when we knew that. We were going to have a chance to interview Golden Tate. We got very excited because we needed to crown him the official winner of the first annual Sims and Lefko Celebration Championship. And here he is, your champion, Golden Tate. And set. Yes. Yeah, let's just start right there. It's time for your face to meet Golden Tate. That's right. It is time to celebrate and honor the official first winner 
of the Sims and Lefko Celebration Rankings Golden Tate. Clap it up, Sims. Yeah, yeah, yep, yes. yep. All please, year please, long. Please, hold your applause. Yes. Hold them, hold All them. year long, no we celebrated the best celebrations in the NFL, and for about 12 weeks in a row, Golden Tate held down the championship with the people's elbow as the best individual celebration. Congratulations. Thank you. Would I, you like to give an acceptance speech? You no, know, I got one thing to say. Yeah. Are you listening? I'm listening. Do you smell <laughs> what the rock <laughs> is cooking? cooking. Yeah. Oh. Boom. <laughs> How big of a rock fan were you growing oh, up? I loved them. Oh, I loved them. man. The way you sold it. I mean, that's what I, I kept you at number one forever because you, you hit the elbow and then you actually fell like too hard. I was like, damn, like you got a game to play. Like, <laughs> that relax. Definitely, that, that definitely hurt. And Boogie Brown, uh, <laughs> he, he coached me up on it. That one hurt. I want to grab my back so bad, but I couldn't because <laughs> yeah. the cameras were watching. Oh, You're man. right. That would have ruined the uh, the celebration. Completely. Yeah, completely. Diggs was very supportive. I showed the video to Diggs. He goes, oh, he killed it with that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, man. Tr- trendsetter, you know. Proud of you, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Huge first, honor. the first thing I would love to ask you. I mean, I'm an ex-quarterback. I, I don't, I don't expect you to know that because I really wasn't worth the damn. But I do like the two quarterbacks you played with in your career. Um, talk about just a little bit the talent of Stafford. First of all, who's one of the most underrated quarterbacks of the generation, in my opinion. I mean, the arm is off the wall. Yeah. Just talk about him and Russell a little bit and kind of what they brought to the table and what it was like playing with them. Um, we're, we're kind of two totally opposite quarterbacks, right. as, as you probably can understand that. And um, but but Stafford, his arm is 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 crazy strong. I mean, he can throw, you know, tough balls on on his back foot, on his front foot, on one foot. Yeah. Probably with his left arm, he can still throw harder <laughs> than most quarterbacks. Side arm, overhead, fingers I mean, cut, doesn't matter. Man, if you saw my fingers right now, I was going to be a hand model, but those are that, that's that's gone, <laughs> long gone, no chance. Maybe I go back to underwear. Um, but anyway, so so Stafford's arm is is great, great. Um, he's learning the offense uh, amazingly. He's understanding defenses a lot better, or a little bit better every year, which right. is which helps us out. And uh, he's he's a leader. Um, you know, we we definitely look up to him, and we he gives us the best chance to win. And that guy is tough as nails. Yeah, I've never seen someone go through what he goes through, and. You know his his damn fingers about to fall off, and I'm like, "How you doing?" He's like, uh, "I got nine more." Or his ankles about to fall off. He's like, uh, "I got you know, I'll be out there Sunday." I'm like, "Dude, damn. how do you do that at a quarterback?" Because usually, I mean, over the years, quarterbacks have just been soft, but he is great, very very tough. And so is uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, obviously, a different type of guy. Um, he, he's on the move. I, you know, running. I, it's different for you as a receiver having to. Re, you have to react to Russell. Like the play doesn't always go as yeah. designed, right? It's almost like playing backyard football with Russell at, right. at times. Once he gets out the pocket, you just get open. Find yeah. a way to get open, and you got to respect his speed. You, you know, he throws the best ball I think in the league on the run. Yeah, you know, right. he, his touch on the run is, is is crazy, and I think that's you know due to ba- his baseball background. Right. It's funny you're talking about throwing it hard. I interviewed Ebron, and he said, "I know when Stafford's going to really rip it." Because his eyes get really wide, and that's what he's coming at you with 200 miles an hour. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty lucky because all my routes seem to be within five yards. But, Underneath, yeah. yeah. But I mean, trying to track it over linebackers and dodge linebackers, it's it's tough. Um, but you got to be a special type of receiver to play with Stafford. Like if you can catch just okay, you don't come to the Lions. <laughs> Didn't you got to be able to catch. No broken fingers yet or anything. Oh, look at these fingers. They're just yeah. How, what, what's that? I mean, this one first first game of the season dislocated and it popped out twice in the game and still hadn't been the same. Damn. Um, pinky, he broke it at some point. It's I didn't know. Sideways. He, yeah. I mean, I'm throwing up gang signs without <laughs> even crossing my fingers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, 
they're ruined. They're ruined. But hey, it's you got the money maker, man. It's, it's, it's what happens. Good. Yeah, it's what happens when you get you know catching ninety plus balls a year. Hey, yeah. Hey. So well, you talk about good receiving cores. At the end of the year, we're saying you know what are the better receiving cores in the NFL, and we get to you guys, and it's you, and it's Galladay coming up now, and it's Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, right. who I think went from. Wow, you know, he really stepped in from the Bengals to the Lions, stepped in, and then this year was, this is legit. What, do you have a nickname for this crew? Oh, uh, no. Nah. And where do, you, where do you think you guys stand up, stack up to the rest of the league? I, I definitely think we're one of the best duo, trios, quads, you know, when you throw Ebron in there sure. as well. Um, but we, we're strong. I, um, I, Marvin has gotten better over the last few he years. He really has. I mean, he's made jumps I can't even believe. I mean, he, he goes up and makes 50-50 balls yes. like – you know the chance of him catching are like seventy five percent now. Right, he catches those fifty fifty balls, and, and you guys complement each other really well. Yeah, like he he gets all the deep stuff and the touchdowns, and I just get the first down. Hey. Hey, it works well. It does. I get my yards. I get my catches. We win games. Everyone's happy, and that's the way it should be. Um, and then you throw Galladay in there when when Galladay's healthy and yeah. has more knowledge of the offense and, and NFL football. He is he's he's dangerous as well. Athletic so, man. Uh, it's 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 an honor to be around such a great group, and I think the best thing about the group is that we all want to be great. It's not like we're just doing this just because of the paycheck. We want to play for a long time. We want to win championships. It's important to us, and we want a ball. Yeah, um, I know you guys get disrespected sometimes, and honestly, I think your head coach got disrespected. Honestly, by getting fired, it's kind of a raw deal. Uh, Matt Patricia, I worked in New England after I got done playing. So I can tell you that he's going to be a really good coach. You're going to like being around him. Now, it might be a little different of a culture shock. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's what I want to say. Are you excited about the fact that you're going to get a New England guy in the building? I know it's not official yet, but it is yeah, official. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a year nine guy, it kind of makes you nervous. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes you nervous you don't know what practice is about to be like. Right. It's going to be way, way harder. Right. Or, you know, even if you're going to fit the new system or, or whatever it may be, hopefully I fit in just fine. I'm going to do my best, too. But, um well, they're keeping they're gonna, Jim Bob, right? Well, yeah, right now he's still yeah, right now. The NFL, know, who the fuck they're gonna. Yeah. This is what New England does. They're gonna cheat you in practice. Okay, just so you know, this is what they do. They'll go. You'll look at the practice script and go, "Oh, it's only 14 periods," but they're gonna have, ask you to be out there like an hour early, and you're gonna be like, "Damn, we had like eight individual drills that they didn't oh, even put on practice, man. and we went through like three walkthroughs." And so it's like mental games. You're like, "Practice isn't that hard," and then you get out there and you're like, "Damn, we've been out here for three and a half hours." But now, now, if you Look at the Patriots. Yes, it's they paying play off. Fundamental sound yes. football. Yes. Yeah. They're not making many mistakes, and that's why they consistently win. Right. Like I don't even think the Patriots have the best talent year of course in year not. out. They no. just they do stuff right. They right. do the right thing. They hold on to the ball. They're efficient on third down. Right. They have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, which is a huge reason yeah. why right. as well. But they, they don't turn over, they move the ball, they're solid on defense. That, that's why they win. And so as a year nine guy, I don't, I'm running out of time, guys. Okay, yeah. I, I got about five, six years, hopefully, in me, and and then I'm caught. I'm hanging them up, and I'm coming to work with you all. I'm okay, excited. Cool. We got to get it done. Okay, but Come I can on. see, I can see you're excited. Like in your head, you're like, damn, that's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be tough, but you're also going, yes, it's going to be worth it. Look, the, the outline is there. Look, if you look at my shoulders when I have my ring, my my Super Bowl ring on, it's like this because <laughs> the, the Super Bowl ring is pulling on it so much. So I need one to even it out. You know what I'm saying? I need to. I, I need two, uh, two at least. I love it. You greedy you know, bastard! I, I walk yeah. around and say, "Kiss the ring, kiss the ring," <laughs> just throwing it in people's faces. Yeah. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. Obviously, you're here with Hershey's. Here at Sims and Lefko, we're not gonna help you do the pitch. You seem like a good salesman. You got the swag to you. Deliver your sales pitch, and we're going to judge you as a salesperson from 1 to 10. All right. 
right. I mean, like, you're already getting bumped up because you're wearing the jersey, but deliver to the people of and America. And he matched the watch, too. That's what's even funnier. And he has the Jordans to oh. match all of them. Damn. And the chain. Hold on. Let me, yeah, show the let, kicks. Let me give y'all a good look over here, okay? Just, hey. just so you know. Bam. Damn. These yeah. are new. Oh, yeah. And they're beautiful. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so here we go. All right. Golden Tate here with the Detroit Lions. Um, anyway. Golden Tate here with the gold bar. I think it's very, very fitting. My name is Golden, um, so it works out. But what, what I have here is the gold bar. Um, Hershey's been around for about 100 years, and this is only the fourth flavor that they have. So they're doing something right. I love s'mores, and I love the cookies and cream one. But anyway, this is my new favorite. So right now, with the Winter Olympics coming up, we have a great little deal here. Every time America wins gold, be on the lookout. Hershey's going to put out a promotional code that's going to allow you to get a free full-size gold bar. Damn. Not the ones that you get a trick-and-treat, the little meanings, a full-size, all to yourself. So every time we win gold, which I plan on America dominating and, and, and getting a bunch yeah, of gold, be, giving out some- be looking out for a different uh, promotional code every single time, and you're going to have opportunity to get hopefully about 10 to 15 free um, gold bars. And if, you, if not, if you don't, just go to the store. Probably yeah. like a dollar or something. <laughs> all right, here's mine. What are you going? I'm going to Niner. Okay. I mean, What's your the delivery was good. You know, could have used a little more pizzazz, but I'm not giving him a 10. And the fact that he's matched his clothes so well, and he's gold and gold, Hershey's gold, so yeah. he gets a 9. 9. Okay. 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 I'm going to go 8. Okay. Um, still good. Still great. Uh, he didn't name himself Golden Tate. No offense. So I can't give him credit for the name. The clothes are great. I love that he held it up. I love Tied that he did in the that. Olympics. Yes. And you won me over with the USA stuff. I, I'm going to say this now, though. You're not going to be selling stuff because I do feel like you're going to be working in this business. Do you want to be in the media when you're done? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. What would be like a dream job? Uh, like whose job do you look at right fun. now? I don't want Research any, I don't guy want for Sims and Left Goal podcast. Yeah, I, I want to do something <laughs> fun. Like Because I, I, you yeah. have, I, I'm sure you hear this a lot, you have a fantastic personality for a football player. Yeah. You have a fantastic personality, period, yeah. and you get it. And what a thing I liked is when you were breaking down the Patriots just now, you love football, but you also have that 30,000 feet kind of look at it. Thank you. I'm excited for you, man. Oh, thank you. I, all, my biggest thing is that uh, all my friends and all my peers, they have a face for radio. So. Oh. <laughs> now and you're a, a, little and a voice that. for print. <laughs> uh, if you want, you could be an official Sims and Lefko correspondent. And throughout the year, we can get you more media training, have you talk about a bunch of shit. You could help us grade celebration rankings next season yeah. if you're interested. We could make Because you you're the first guy. champion. Right. We're going to have to come up with an award. We weren't prepared. Special place in our hearts. If you're in, are you in? Let's go. I'm in. Verbal I'm in. dotted line? Don't threaten me with a good with a good time. I'm always in. All right, cool. You Gold- open door anytime you want. Let's Let's go. Go. Golden Let's Tate, go. I mean, he's constantly catching 90 catches. If he's not on your fantasy team, you're missing out because those points are delicious. <laughs> Just like... like oh, she's gone. Oh. <laughs> Golden Tate, the man. <laughs> I actually just remembered. I saw Golden Tate at a party that night. And I'm and Odell's there and AJ Green's there. And I see Golden Tate. He comes up to me. I go, man, you going to get down there? And he goes, can I be honest? I just had a child. 
and like all this seems like really dumb right now. I was like, I bet you it feels really fucking stupid. It's what He's happens. like, I got like a three week old kid, and I'm looking around at everybody drinking, and I'm like, I just kind of want to go. It's home. what happens. It's yeah. weird. It's I mean, me. I, who knows where I would have gone if I didn't have a first child? Oh man. So I mean, Lefko are still going strong. I'd have been there. divorced no with STDs and yep. be an alcoholic yep. druggie. I all might right. have been right. Lefko <laughs> iTunes comments. Should we get to him? All right. So I'm gonna. Oh wait, space oh, real quick about the gold yeah. tape. Yeah, the Hershey quick. pretzel, chocolate pretzel thing. Yeah. I mean, my wife, she's so fucking clueless, okay? She sees a commercial for the Hershey chocolate pretzel. Hershey? Like, Hershey chocolate pretzel, whatever. And she goes, didn't you give that to that player for, like, the award for best celebration? <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, no, he was publicizing that, and we were being silly. Oh. Danielle's Danielle the best. Danielle is the best. Where's she coming on the podcast? We still haven't done uh, that, right? That would be great. Off season, yeah, pencil soon. Okay, maybe we tomorrow. We right. still have to give you a Episode disc assessment to see what your personality is. All right, so I'm going to space out all of the iTunes comments from the last two weeks over the next few shows. We'll start off first with Eric Aiello from the Bay Niner Nation. Have to give it up to the true original White Boy Supremes. You guys are the ultimate podcast yeah, out yeah. there. Haven't missed an episode. Need your unbiased opinion. You're starting your own franchise. Mm. You have to pick between the two options. Mm. Who you'd rather have as your coach quarterback for your team, Goff and McVay? Or Garoppolo and Shanahan? Well, that's, you know, Easy. my answer to that. I, first of all, I think Garoppolo is more talented than Jared Goff. Uh, that's just my honest assessment. I thought that even if you just compared them as prospects honest coming right out. right now, Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan? You know, it's extremely close. I'm going to go with Kyle Shanahan. As, as much as I think of like McVay, and I've said, like, does McVay, his advantage, I think, is he has maybe a little bit more of a drop-back pass offense, but I still don't think he's as good as a full-game designer as Kyle Shanahan. So you're going to go Kyle and Jimmy. I'm going to go Kyle and Jimmy. I think I, that's I, a match made in heaven. Jimmy is at that point where he's undefeated as a starter. He hasn't shown any bad film really at all. Right. And so you could compare him to Aaron Rodgers right now, and I'm going to pause. <laughs> like, I know he's Rogers. not. I know he's not, but it's like, well, what has Jimmy done bad? And I'm yeah. like, shit, sit for too long? I don't know. Right. No, he's... I, the contract is justified, in my we opinion. We are going to get to the contract on Wednesday's episode. It's going to come out Thursday, episode okay. 153, Ooh. full Sims Garoppolo contract breakdown. Uh, this guy, I don't know what my username is, so they just call me Emps, uh, Pioneers. I've Imps. learned so much from listening to both of you. I think you guys are the pioneers of sports podcast. Wow. Where is all the Sims and Lefko merch? I can't be the only one who wants to buy a BR North Face. Someone's working at Bleacher Report tonight. That happened. But Believe me, Sims and Lefko merch is happening. I, I kind of want to do like uh, <laughs> look at him. He's so I mean, that's just not going to make the final cut of the show. No, Darn I want it. a shirt that says "Beans Not Beef." I want a shirt that just has a twelve, but instead of Rogers, it says "Goat." Okay, last one. This one is from Joe. Best cut podcast ever. I would say y'all need your own show. Oh being on TV, God. Sims hits you with the truth the way he sees it. In the Lefkoe man, man always has interesting and sometimes outrageous tears in takes. My eyes. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Serious question. What teams are one to three years away from hitting a Super Bowl window, and what do they need to do to get them there? In parentheses, as a Dolphins fan, I hope you say them. Let's say, are the Dolphins one to three years away from a Super Bowl? I don't think the Dolphins are. I think they're in that conversation. Yes, I think they're going in that right direction. They've built their team their proper way. Gase, I still am a believer in Tannehill. Of course, this will be a huge year for him. But, you know, Gotten some offense alignment. The defense line we talked about it all year has depth. Yeah, they are better at the linebacker position. They need 
players in the back end on the defensive secondary, which they've gotten a little, like Xavier Howard, there was a huge jump yes. for them, but they're safeties, they need they need upgrades there. Um, Anybody can win the Super Bowl in one of three years. The with, Eagles the, just showed that's that. That's the point of it. The Eagles have this not been a age, dynasty right. building up. They were not good last and year. And I'll be really interested to see, I wrote an article last week about you know my the 10 most intriguing free agents to me, and Jarvis Landry is certainly one of Definitely them. Definitely up there. Because, I mean, led the NFL in receiving, great. But he also wasn't in the top hundred in yards per catch. He is a system guy, and I just I am interested to see where it goes because I don't think the Dolphins are going to pay huge money to get him. I wouldn't because I do think he's a slot guy that needs help. He's not yes. like AJ Green, Antonio Brown, no. Odell, where you go line up outside and beat the number one corner in football all day. No, that's not what he does. Uh, but they're f- not far. Bye. Sims, Lefko, and Josh. How many of you would it take? Excuse me, to stop the Eagles' top four defensive linemen for five seconds. Can use any number of the three of you. Gosh, well, so I mean, I'm, how I'm many, useless. I mean, how, how many, many Joshes to stop four Eagles? How defensive many Joshes linemen? just to stop one Fletcher Cox? Yeah. Okay, how many? I mean, it's six. definitely five to over five. I was right? going to say six. Yeah, I would say six, and six might not even be fair. I don't know because I think Cause Fletcher could, could knock out four. I mean, he's going to have to like like grab his balls because it's something. five seconds. Like, it's going to be initial contact, oh. sustained push. Oh man, twelve? No, probably six to seven. How many of you? Gosh, four or five. I just uh, you think that. Four Chris Sims, you would be equal four to of seven you Josh to fight Fendricks? one Fletcher Cox. Gosh, if you need, yes, yes. I do. Really, I do. Yeah, I, I think, think you need six Chris. Sims. I think you're not. You're underestimating how big he is and the power. I'm going to go twelve Fendricks, six Simses, one left. <laughs> I was going to. Uh, <laughs> I meant to bring this up right after the Super Bowl, but if you guys and I don't know if you watched the coin toss over right. again when you rewatched the game, Fletcher was right up just off the camera on the coin toss. His bicep took up half oh, the TV no, no. screen. He's, th- see, this it is was where unreal. people can't, like, they just go, oh, well, he's 325 pounds, and Sims, you're 230, so you could, You're 90 no. pounds off. Yeah, but, like, th- what they don't understand is this. First of all, we're, as in the public, we're too obsessed with size, right? Like, in the NFL locker room, some of the strongest guys are 5'11", 210 pounds, Aaron and you go, Donald. holy shit, right. You go, holy shit, he can bench 450 yep. pounds and squat 600 pounds, and he, he's, not the, he's a fraction of the size of me. What happens when you see freaks of nature, respectively, like Fletcher Cox, where you really get ruined is like when he warms up with the bench press and you just go, man, he's warming up with 250, like he's not, or 225, and he's acting like it's the bar and just going, like, oh, okay, that feels good. All right, let me take a few seconds and throw in another yep. plate. I mean, that's where you just go, okay, there's nothing. It's, you can't even comprehend the yeah. power output. It's unreal. Right. Coming up. Wednesday's show, it's going to be episode 153. We are going to have some absolute studs. Patrick Peterson, Marcus Mariota, and Christian McCaffrey. Then on Friday, that's right, we're doing a triple one this week. It's going to be the Six Degrees of Sims. Jim Kelly, Devontae Freeman, and then Tim Brown and Mm. his wife Sharice coming in. And then next Monday, we're giving you guys a Hall of Fame running backs edition. Great conversations. Packing them in. We're going to wrap up here for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick. Good night, everybody. And the L-E-F-K-O-E. Transition man, Lefko. Transition man. <laughs> Transition Says king. Transition king. king. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. We'll holler at you guys soon. Love you so much. Talk soon.